today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is something that I, I just don't think we thought we'd see. And not without NFL pressure, because we didn't think there'd be enough corporate pressure for it to happen. And I want to update you on the latest, because there's brand new stuff. Um, Adam Schefter, great NFL reporter, uh, has this in, and it's a statement from the Washington NFL team. In light of, And this is from Daniel Snyder, the owner. This, uh, In light of recent events around our country and feedback from our community, we are announcing the team will undergo a thorough review of the team's name. This review formalizes the initial discussions the team has been having with the league in recent weeks. Here's the Snyder quote. This process allows the team to take into account not only the proud tradition and history of the franchise, but also input from our alumni, the organization sponsors, the NFL, and the local community that's proud to represent on and off the field. Now, you change your name sometimes when the team is moving, obviously, right? And some teams should have done that. The Utah Jazz moved from New Orleans. There's not a lot of jazz musicians in Salt Lake City. There just aren't. I've been there. I, I looked. I couldn't find any. Um, we're very pleased to welcome in an excellent writer. Really enjoy his stuff and uh, really enjoy his commentary as well. And uh, I think we're going to have a great chat on this. Morgan Campbell joins us now on the Bill Kelly Show. Morgan, Greg Brady, uh, great to have you on. And uh, this is really, really something. This is a seismic shift. And I thought about this a few weeks ago, a few months ago even. But I don't think we'd ever thought, like, you, you read that statement, you're like, is that Daniel Snyder, or did he get kidnapped or hypnotized? Because that's not him. That's not that guy writing that, is it? No, well, that news is really fresh. Like, yeah. I was reading to get caught up, like, this morning, and, and so that just came out in the time it took for me to get up, come upstairs and do, like, baby laundry. Yeah. But um, it does speak to the amount of pressure from outside the organization that finally the organization feels compelled to respect when it gets to the point where um sponsors where, where, where investors are telling sponsors hey stop investing in the redskins stop sponsoring the Re- sorry the washington football team mm-hmm. um suddenly they have to listen and think about the fact that you know a lot of these leagues uh, are under revenue sharing agreements right so if one team is about to start losing sponsors. That doesn't just affect that team. That affects all the other teams. You think about it, if, a, if a company like FedEx says, hey, we're not going to sponsor uh, your football team anymore. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's a major tier one sponsor. And if that sponsor disappears, the whole league is going to feel it. Um, and whatever company, especially if the sponsor is abandoning the team over racism in this moment, you have to think about the type of company that would step in to replace them. It's not going to be as big as FedEx. And again, that costs the whole league money. Um, so it gets to the point where you and your precious history and your precious offensive team name uh, have to buckle to the moment, but also to 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 monetary interest. Yeah, I mean, we see movement here and there, Morgan, but oftentimes there will be something in where, and you'll think like the Atlanta Braves will make the playoffs and, and you'll hear that chant at, at a Braves playoff game. Right. It's the same damn chant we saw Jane Fonda and Ted Turner doing when they played the Jays in the World Series. So we yeah. haven't made a lot of progress there. We'll see we'll see the the Florida State Seminole guy come and, and take his flaming spear and stick it at the 50-yard line. So we're not making a lot of progress there. But the Washington, like again, Daniel Snyder just hasn't put uh, you know, his sword in the stand. He like he's done it multiple times and said, "You can try. It's never happening." And I uh, you know, again, I thought he'd own the team for a lot longer than this before bowing to press. And he hasn't yet, but the fact that he says that today tells me that there's huge movement. Yeah, well, also, when you talk about, like, the, the proud tradition of, of, of the Washington NFL football franchise, um, 
this was also like the last team in what was then like the, in that era's NFL. It was the last team to integrate, last team to hire a black player. Um, and so, and this is and and this is at a point they were an all white team at a point when you know the rest of the team, the rest of the league was integrated and 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 were reaping the benefits of having integrated teams. So this is a team. This is a team when watching their all all their opponents uh, sign draft mm-hmm. black players and put up losing season after losing season because they would rather be segregated than keep up with the time. So in terms of like sticking with this outdated nickname, that's actually pretty on brand uh, for this franchise. But the thing is, the NFL uh, probably five or six years ago, like they instituted a rule that governed basically the on, on-field speech of players and said you will get a 15-yard penalty for uttering a racial slur. And it was a rule basically meant to pr- uh, police the way black players talk to each other, saying the N-word, et cetera. But at the same time, you can't have an on-field rule uh, saying outlawing racial slurs when one of the franchises in the league, it's in their title, a racial slur. So that always struck a lot of people as hypocritical. Um, and then just in the current moment, when they had Blackout Tuesday on social media a few weeks ago, and all these NFL teams, Washington included, posted black squares on their Instagram feeds and on their um, Twitter feeds, uh, as 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 an announcement, yeah. they oppose all forms of racism except with Washington. It was we have, basically what they were saying was we oppose most forms of racism because here our name still is. So again, yeah, what you're seeing is 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 a team, a franchise, an owner getting dragged into the 21st century. Yeah, and and a team that's obviously, you know, underperformed. I, I don't know whether if they'd done, you know, they, the, when they drafted Robert Griffin uh, uh, the third, they won the division. He was injured in that playoff game. They lost a home playoff game. But I do wonder if they had had the, you know, sustained success like a Patriots, like a Steelers. But it's real easy to, to push on Daniel Snyder and say, A, your team sucks. No, you're not selling out your games anymore. And they had a legendary season ticket base that's passed through generations that goes back to the, uh, the prior, uh, you know, race owner, the guy before Jack Ken Cook, and you look at, at the scenario and say it's pretty easy to uh, you know to dig in on them on the field and off the field. They've been they've been an easy punching bag, haven't they? Absolutely, and and for Daniel Snyder, like this, this is one chance to actually curry some some mm-hmm. some goodwill in the public. Like the longer he stands against changing the team name, yeah, the more he looks like he's part of the racist tradition and the racist past instead of the. the I'm not going to call it. Post-racist, because I'm not convinced we're there yet, but uh, a, a present and future that finally at this point has a chance to be less racist than uh, we've seen you know, in previous generations. And all he has to do is change the team name. And, because, and again, for all the reasons you pointed out, yeah. Snyder has given so many people, uh, loyal fans and then just football fans in general, so many reasons not to like him, not to respect him. Uh, this right here, this is this is like a a twenty yard field goal from between the hash marks. This is easy. It's a slim, uh, yeah. It's this is this to me. This is like how people praised uh, Morgan, how they praised Adam Silver when he took over the job. He got given a gift with the Donald Sterling audio yes. tapes. He really did. And it's like, wow, look how progressive Adam Silver is. And I'm like, anyone like they just needed that smoking gun. They knew who Donald Sterling was this entire time. The players knew. The coaches yes. knew. Everybody knew. And like that's that's not like you can praise Adam Silver, but anybody would have made the decision to to you know separate him from the team and force him to sell. Anybody does that once those tapes come out. So those are easy calls to make, not the hard ones. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, and with with Donald Sterling, he wound up 
making so much money because he's able to sell that yeah. franchise at a premium to Steve Ballmer. Right? Steve Ballmer pays a premium uh, to, for, for the honor of being the guy that saves the L.A. Clippers uh, from the races. And, you know, Daniel Snyder's given no indication that he's willing to sell it. But I was reading a story in the Washington Post this morning. can't remember the name of the reporter. It was a really well, thoroughly reported story about all these different forces closing in uh, on Daniel Snyder because the other thing the franchise wants to do is they want to move. They want to move to a new stadium, but they want it within city limits. Um, but at the same time, they're going to have a, a tough time carrying this racist nickname with them if they want new sponsors at this new stadium and if they want government support for this new stadium. So, like, whether Snyder likes it or not, the thing is, this is a, like a, a working definition I use um, for the difference between a racist and a bigot. Like, a, a racist do something will will hurt someone because of the color of the other person's skin. Uh, a bigot will hurt themselves because of the color of the other person's skin. Yeah. So now, Snyder, like the name is racist and people who accept the nickname, that's a, that's a passive form of racism. But bigotry is when I'm willing to cost myself sponsors, cost myself fans, cost myself goodwill over an allegiance to this racist symbol. So we'll see. Well, and and I, I point out, and I want to get your read on this because you're you know you're a former college athlete in the states, and a lot of universities, an awful lot of high schools too. Uh, I want to know if you delineate between the the name, right, the R word that they use, and the logo, because there's a lot of logos. Like a lot of people love the Chicago Blackhawks logo. A lot of people, you know, we we finally got rid of the uh, obviously offensive Chief Wahoo for the for the Cleveland right. MLB yeah, team. I've forgotten about him. But yeah. a lot, but Morgan, a lot of people are like. We're still the Kansas City Chiefs are still there, right? The Fighting Illini, okay, there you go. Yeah. The Fighting Sioux, the the <laughs> hero. Like I, I played a tennis tournament once in Ypsilanti, and it was the year they were changing from the Eastern Michigan Hurons, which sounds proud, Ooh, that's, to that's, the East, Eastern Michigan Eagles. They but they went from the Hurons to the Eagles because there was such a flap, and that was 1991. That's where everything was like, hey, that's political correctness. Instead of being like this, this is just right and wrong. There's a lot of things that are switching from wrong to right, not being labeled as political correctness. So do you delineate between the logos of some teams and the offensive names? A few things. You you really dated yourself by saying. <laughs> I, well, I, I could actually play tennis then. I had good knees when I was 20 years old, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> I only remember the Eagles, but I am old enough to have played against the University of Illinois uh, for the Sweet Sue Trophy. Right. Yeah. And so S I O U X. So like University of Illinois, eventually they had to get rid of their uh, mascot chief Illini. They got rid of him. Um, the team is still the Illini, but the 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 big rivalry game in the state of Illinois, college football, is Northwestern, where I went to school against Illinois. And by the time I got to Northwestern in the mid '90s, the Sweet Sioux Trophy S I O U X was a uh, uh, like a hatchet, a tomahawk. Yeah, um, and basically the team that wins that that uh, oh my gosh. game every year they get <laughs> the hatchet. But and the thing was, it was gradual change because it used to be like a uh, like a wood carving. What we used to call uh, the racist icon that we call a, a cigar store Indian. Right. right. That's what the trophy was before, and then by the time I got there in the '90s, someone to figure out the cigar store Indian is really racist. Let's have a tomahawk. And then in recent years, um, in the last decade or so, maybe 12 years, they got rid of the Tomahawk, and now they play for the Land of Lincoln Trophy. Um, so sometimes these changes come gradually. Like when I was a freshman, we played against uh, Miami of Ohio, 
Um, they and yeah, I, I'd relatives go there. They're now the Red Hawks, but they were they were the they, were the, R, they yes. were the R word before that, weren't they? Absolutely. So <laughs> often this change is gradual, but the thing is, you notice, uh, and and there's always some complaints at the beginning, but you know what happens? People get over it, and you know what happens? Uh, you wind up making a bunch of new T-shirts and getting some new logos and putting a new design on the helmet and on the uniform. But people get over it. It's so if, if you had to guess, if you had to guess what Washington and Snyder does here, because it's I agree, I went to a game once, uh, working at a game, Giants-Washington, and I go in the store because I love buying my kids' stuff in the stores, but I couldn't do it. And that's 2000. 11 and I had a I had a team pen it up I I like that team in the NFC East I've never liked the Dallas Cowboys so I'd always cheer for this team but you're nine years old and you don't know any better and we all even our parents didn't know any better then but you're right do you think Washington holds the logo but changes the name or do they do a complete you know I don't like pardon the pun whitewash and put something all brand new in I think they're going to change the logo and the name. If there's any year to do it, this is the year because I would be very surprised if there are any, if football happens, if the NFL happens, and I don't think that's guaranteed at this point, but mm-hmm. if it happens, I don't see it happening uh, with fans in the stands. So this is a good year to try some stuff out because you can't say that the uh, the new rebranded logo um cost you merchandise sales there are no merchandise sales at the stadium because no one's going. You can't say it yeah. costs you fans because no one's going. Um, and the thing is, and this is what teams invariably find, like, now, merchandise sales, I, from what I've gathered talking to, uh, like, sports team executives, are, are a smaller uh, a smaller portion of revenue than most people might think, but it's still there. And so what happens when you rebrand a team is that all these fans that have these old jerseys, they have to buy new jerseys, they have to buy new hats, and so you get a bump in merchandise sales. And... Washington should at least welcome that. And the other thing is, because it's a sports team, the thing that solves all these problems is a consistent quality product. Like, if you're contending for Super Bowls every year, like fans aren't going to care. Like, the people that really root for the team aren't going to care uh, that you change the name. They're not going to, especially they're not going to care that you changed it from a racist name no. to a non-racist name. They're not going to say, well... You won the Super Bowl, but I'm still not watching because you used to be the R word, and now you're the uh, Washington Fighter Jets. But forget it, I'm not watching. It's not going to happen that way. If they find a way to win consistently, that will solve many of their problems. Um, well, I got about 45 seconds, Morgan. Do you think uh, the Edmonton CFL team has a little bit of a reckoning here? They've had consultations before. They've said same thing. Uh, no plans to discard the Eskimos nickname, but. Times are changing. Do they say, you know, we're facing our own? They don't have, you know, they don't have a racist caricature like the Cleveland MLB team, but a lot of people don't like the name. It is utterly outdated. We would never use that word in school. If a teacher used it, they're probably fired. Um, So so we got it on our CFL team. And that is the interesting part because that's a situation where there's a name and no logo and no mascot. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it comes down to uh, money, like, sponsorship and if you know I, and i'm not sure if the cfl has revenue sharing in the ways that the other that the other uh major leagues do right but if it gets to the point where like you're losing sponsorship dollars over this again it's not just you like you as, as an individual team owner you might be willing to stand on that principle and say well i don't care if it costs me money because i love this name but if it's costing the entire league money because you're depriving 
some sort of revenue sharing program of its revenue, then you got to make a different calculation. Yeah, that's exactly it. Morgan, loved our chat today. Thank you very much for doing this. Hey, anytime, Greg. Uh, find him uh, Find him on Twitter, uh, Morgan P. Campbell. That was great. Um, yeah, he makes a great point because, look, N- Native Americans for years said, hey, and people who cared about their cause, okay, said change the name, adapt the name, get rid of it. Dan Snyder says, nope, never, not happening, never. Like he was adamant. It wasn't like, hey, we'll consider it. Hey, we'll take a survey. No, never. I'm not listening. FedEx says change it. Nike says change it. And now he's going to do it. Money talks. It's unfortunate. It shouldn't have to be that way. You should want to change it. You should want to do the right thing and not have financial implications. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.